we are in a season of, of tough decisions, and we made the tough decision to pull back and just to have online worship only. And we went ahead and continued on to have our, our live worship this morning. So it's just been a great privilege and a blessing uh, to have the bells here. And uh, I appreciate the people that are here that are laughing when I'm trying to be funny. So, <laughs> uh, But again, I just want to encourage you because we're in a season of tough decisions. It was not easy to pull back, but we did that out of an abundance of caution with the numbers rising in our area of our part of the state. Uh, we know that Thanksgiving is going to look different this year for all of us. We know that Christmas is going to look different. And I just want to encourage you that this is not the new norm, and it's not going to be forever. So uh, we, will, we will be able to, uh, to get through this, and uh, it's just going to take a little bit of time, but I know that we can do it. So just stay, stay encouraged. So this morning, I want to, to speak to you uh, with a passage from Ephesians, and I want to talk this morning about our natural vision versus spiritual vision. So in March, I had my annual eye exam, and it was uh, time for contacts, new contacts, and glasses. And it's, you know, oh, so much fun, you know, where you've got the eye chart and you're reading, you know, or what you're not reading, I should say. Uh, and then also they dilate your eyes, and then you attempt to read, and it's just such a good time. So uh, when I had gone in March, I got a new prescription for my glasses, but my contacts, I still had uh, a, a few left. And so I said to the eye doctor, I said, I'll come back in the next month or two, and then we can do the, the contact exam, not knowing what was going to happen. So uh, you just never know. And it was funny. It was one of those moments where he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he didn't say anything. And I said, I know what you're thinking. Why do I still have contacts left? And I said, you know the answer to that question. I wear them longer than I should. So I think I'm not alone uh, in that. So again, this morning, we're going to take a look at, at physical vision versus our spiritual vision and how to have clarity that leads to awakening. Let me go ahead and open us up in a word of prayer before we uh, get into the message. Father God, we come before you. And God, I just pray in this moment that we just take a breath. And Lord, focus ourselves on your word today as we've come to gather and worship you. And I pray, Father, that you would open the eyes of our heart so that we may see you and know you more. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, I thought it would be fun to start out with a joke or two. And uh, so it's always good to kind of, you know, lighten up a little bit before we jump into it. So, so bear with me. So here we go. Here's the first one. A man uh, visited the eye doctor and he sat down and the receptionist asked him why he was there. And the man complains, I, I keep seeing spots in, in the front of my eyes. And the receptionist asks, have you ever seen a doctor? To which the man replies, no, just spots. I thought that was pretty funny. See, I have laughter. It's wonderful. All right, one more. How many eye doctors does it take to change a light bulb? One or two? One or two? All right. Well, I want to uh, jump in this morning and uh, share a passage from Ephesians, and it's Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. And this is a beautiful prayer to the church of Ephesus, and I believe so fitting for us today. Hear these words. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not, have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened 
in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And, he, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything, for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of this word. So Paul wrote this letter from prison to strengthen the church, to encourage them, and for them to know Christ better. His letter is timely. Where do you find yourself needing strength to face each day? And how are you seeking the Lord? You see, we have physical vision, and each year we have our vision check to bring our blurriness into clarity. Which is better, one or two? One or two. And then we have our spiritual vision. It's the ability to see God beyond what the natural eye can see. We are in a season of exposure. It seems to be our buzzword this year, exposure. I was recently on quarantine because I was around someone who uh, is very near and dear to me, and they were diagnosed with COVID. And we've had to limit our exposure in this season, right? Which is why we've decided to go back to online only. It's overwhelming all that our eyes are exposed to by what we see on TV and by what, what we read on see and see on our devices. Have you ever heard the phrase, I can't unsee that? You know, we've just had times where, oh my gosh, I can't unsee that. So what are you fixated on these days? A few weeks ago, uh, we, we had the election, as we know, and it was very troubling for some, and it's still troubling uh, for some even still today, weeks later. We were fixated on the news and how the votes were coming in. And, and one of the things that I noticed is that we made a shift in our country uh, from, from uh, having the honor and the privilege to vote and it being our civic duty uh, of electing someone to govern and lead our country every four years to some people putting all of their hope and all of their trust in one person. You see, people will disappoint you. They'll distract you, even hurt you. Life happens. And sometimes things happen, bad things happen to good people. But our faith and our hope and our trust is in Jesus, the king of our lives. We need a reset of our eyes to fix our eyes on Jesus. The eyes are a lamp to our soul. You see, what we watch and what we read, it matters. Are you seeing clearly? Is it time for a reset? His mercies are new every morning. This is a beautiful letter and prayer that, uh, that Paul has written that I pray that speaks to our very hearts today. He says, I've heard of your faith. Don't we all hope that and pray for that, 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 that the Lord has heard of our faith? And he says, I'm so grateful for each of you, and I hold you close in my prayers. And Paul, he prays for a spirit of, of wisdom, holy guidance, and revelation, spiritual vision, 
for God to reveal, right? The ability to see God beyond what our natural eyes can see. Why? So why do we need wisdom and revelation? So that we may know him better. For us to be awakened in our faith and to see him on our faith walk and journey. To fix our eyes on Jesus, the savior of the world, the Lord of our life. You see, it's more than just facts. It's about knowing God more intimately to experience his goodness. I, uh, I, I don't read music, and in fact, I'm a little envious of, of people that know how to read music, and the fact the bells just blessed us beyond measure this morning, uh, that it, just was, it has just been beautiful. And so obviously, they know what they're doing. They can read music to, to, to ring those bells. They're chuckling behind me. I can hear them. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And like I said, uh, reading music, it's a foreign language, foreign language to me. You see, there's, there's notes and there's chords on a piece of paper, and they don't come to life until you experience it, just like we did this morning. You see, God desires not for you just not to know about him, but to experience him. So a little uh, confession, I am hooked on the Netflix series, The Crown, and season four just dropped a week ago uh, today, and I wrapped it up on Wednesday because I was so anxious to, to see it, and I feel like I know a lot about the royals, right, but I don't know them. There are several people that can say, you know, I know about that person, but I don't really know them. God desires for you to know him and to be in relationship with you. So we have our phys physical vision, which is a means to read the word, right? To read the word, to be in uh, God's word. Physical vision is a, part of being, is a part of being in worship, just like how we are today. But spiritual vision is to encounter God through what you are reading and through what you are seeing. It's both. Paul's prayer is that the eyes of the heart would be enlightened and awakened to a new understanding of Christ as our king, the eyes of our heart. You see, they're an instrument of perceiving spiritual truths and the depths of God's love for us, so that you may know. Truth comes to our minds, but to take hold of it, it has to penetrate our hearts. Many of us remember the story of Emmaus, where uh, the two men, they were walking on the road, and they were downcast, and they were discouraged because of Jesus' death. And a stranger had joined them on their journey. And they told him everything that had happened, not knowing that it was Jesus himself until the end of their journey. Hear these words from Luke 24, 32. They asked each other, were our hearts not burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? You see, this is when our head and our heart come together and we have a holy heartburn. It's a good heartburn, a holy heartburn. And it's the kind that you don't take Prilosec for, amen? so that you may know. And knowing comes with power. Verse 19 tells us, and is an incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. This power is a spiritual dynamic power. The Greek, for, uh, Greek word for this power is called dunamis. The word dunamis, it isn't just our strength or ability, but rather his power through us. It is his power alone that keeps us while forming our character as we glorify 
him. This power is available to all who believe. We're in a season where there are days like we feel like we just can't do another day or we can't do it on our own. And friends, you don't have to. God's power is in you. Jesus has already won the battle. He defeated sin and death. As believers, we don't fight for victory, but we fight from a place of victory. The power of Christ in us. Jesus is our King, Lord of our lives, no matter what is going on. Verse 22 tells us, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fulfills everything in every way. Christ is the head and we are his body, the family of God. Psalm 100 tells us, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs, know that he is the Lord God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So his prayer for us this day is for God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, for your heart to be awakened and enlightened so that you may know him better and not only know him but receive his great power. You see, we must never see only with our natural eyes because trials and hard times will never make sense. Pain, illness, and death will never make sense. And a global pandemic will never make sense. With our spiritual eyes, we must see beyond our current situation and know that we have a loving God who is with us and who is for us. The Apostle Paul's word for us today is a great awakening and an alignment with our vision. So how do your eyes need a refocus or a reset? Which one is better, one or two? One or two? How about now? How about now? Let us pray. Father, we come before you We thank you for this opportunity as we've gathered together yet apart to worship and praise you this day. We thank you that you see us and know of our faith even in times of doubt and frustration. Father, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to fall upon us this day. I pray the eyes of our hearts would be opened and to know you better. Awaken our souls today. Stir in the hearts of those who desire a deeper relationship with you. We thank you for your great power and the ability to do things that we can't do on our own, that your power rests in us. And we are reminded that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we pray. Amen.